Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave review so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use the promo code tsus to receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. the voice of college football who joins us each and every single Monday. Mark, what is going on, my friend? I appreciate you taking the time. Well, Chris, I am so sorry. Uh, you give me two weeks off and, and then it becomes a trend. You know, I totally psh, is off the mind. So I took a couple long 
uh, vacay weekends. And uh, yeah, so hey, I, the, I Mark, appreciate it's, it's you the, hanging out for me. Listen, it's the off season for all of us, my friend. Hey, we, we haven't even gotten to, to media days yet, my guy. Not even fall camp, right? I know we're – no, I'm just kidding. No, listen, the beauty of this show is we can be flexible and we can do it really whenever. So I appreciate you taking the time uh, to jump on. How was your two weeks off, by the way? Did you, did you enjoy yourself? Well, not necessarily two weeks off, but yeah, a couple long weekends were nice. Uh, made my way to Connecticut, made my way to Florida. Mm, two very polar opposite places, <laughs> I feel like. Maybe not necessarily this time of year, but uh, yes, yes, much of the year. Very much so. For sure. Well, Mark, again, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. We got a lot to discuss, obviously, since you, uh, you know, have been absent on our airwaves. A lot has happened. I want to start, though, sort of on a side note, Mark. I was having this conversation last night. and You talk about just college football, and you're a college football junkie. I'm a college football junkie. The things you love about college football. You know, one of my favorite things, Mark, was when I was a youngster, I'd be playing NCAA football, uh, you know, the NCAA football video game series. And all of the rivalry, the the nicknames for the rivalries, like the Red River Shootout, World's Largest Outdoor Cocktail Party, Clean Old Fashioned Hate for Georgia, Georgia Tech. What's your favorite rivalry game nickname or some of your favorites that stand out that just like when you say them or you think about them, it just brings a smile to your face. And it's like, like, this is why you love college football, like that pageantry, that tradition. Are there any of those that stand out for you? It brings a smile to my face, but it also brings a smile of kind of disbelief because it seems like 90% of them have been banned or banished or something like there's no, we, we can't speak these words again. You know, the, the world's out largest outdoor cocktail party, like for some reason that's disallowed. Like I, I hear certain sections of folks that say, you can't say that anymore. Uh, Oregon, Oregon state played the civil war. We understand context here. What's the problem? Is it that big a deal? Does anybody get really that offended? Well, nobody did for a hundred years, but suddenly they, they don't call that anymore. The Red River shootout. I've heard that the, the rivalry, the Red River rivalry, the Red River something else is in there. The Red River, I don't even know. So that's that's my issue is that we can't even keep the nicknames of the um, – of the rivalries, but the, the Georgia, Georgia tech, the, the good old fashioned, you know, hate. Uh, yeah, I, I like that one because again, let's not be offended. Let's understand that nobody should be hating anyone here. It's football hate. It's sports hate. It's in context. Let's be okay with it. Um, and then I, I have to go to my corner of the world and say, you know, the game, that's that's there's a there's a that just reeks of uh, arrogance to just say, you know, the game. But I guess when one of the schools involved is the Ohio State University, then you're going to have that just dripping with arrogance. You know, what's another good one, Mark, I was just thinking of is uh, the backyard brawl, West Virginia. And yeah, I think it's West Virginia, Pittsburgh, right? The backyard brawl. That's That's a a, that's a that's a great name as well. South Carolina Clemson, you know, unfortunately, it's just the Palmetto Bowl or, you know, they used to say the Battle of the Palmetto State, which, you know, Big Thursday was an elite nickname before they, I don't know if you know, like, you know, in-depth the history of South Carolina Clemson rivalry. That game was played every year on Thursday, like on Thanksgiving, I believe, 
or maybe the week before. But either way, it was played on a Thursday every year until like 1968 or something or 1970. But it used to be nicknamed Big Thursday, which, again, that's a great nickname. But you don't play on Thursday anymore. So it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you've got the Iron Bowl, of course, and you really have to dig deep in to try to determine, of course, that nothing speaks iron to me in terms of the state of Alabama. So I had to get the backstory on that at some point. And uh, I covered for a long time the Egg Bowl, Mississippi and Mississippi State and uh, very concentrated rivalry. Doesn't get a whole lot of national pub, but very intense within the state. Great tradition. Played on Thanksgiving. They made a really smart move because they thought, okay, we're cluttered up with all these rivalries across the country on Saturday. They signed with ESPN to play on Thanksgiving. And I actually was at the covering the first Thanksgiving night egg bowl back in 1998 when Tommy Tuberville uh, split right after the game and jumped on a plane for Auburn. (laughs) <laughs> and that was the big rumor and that was what he was denying. And then it, it, it came to pass. That's exactly what was going on. But uh, the egg bowl is an interesting one too. So Mark, you talk about the egg bowl and that actually is a great segue into the next thing I wanted to get into. We talk about rivalry game nicknames. How about trophy games? You know, you think about the egg bowl and that trophy, you think about the golden boot, LSU, Arkansas, you think about the little Brown jug, you think about Paul Bunyan's axe. Big 10's got some great trophy games, by the way. There's some that are forced. The Bonham Trophy, I don't know if you knew this, Mark, is the winner of the South Carolina-Texas A&M game. Bonham was a, uh, I forget, he was a soldier in the Alamo or something like that. The Mayor's Cup, I think, is a cool one between South Carolina and Missouri because both states hailing from Columbia. Favorite trophy games that come to mind in college football? Uh, Well, you named a couple. Paul Bunyan's Axe with Minnesota, Wisconsin. And then you get the little brown jug with Minnesota, Michigan, but that's been uh, separated or discontinued, not completely, but by the Big Ten scheduling changes with them not playing uh, every year. The the Big Ten also tried to throw together, and, and they have somewhat successfully Nebraska and Iowa, but also Michigan State and Penn State. They've had them put together for about 30 years playing a final game, and that is the land grant trophy not uh, hasn't really taken hold yukon and central florida i don't know if it meant too many people remember this and i'm not even going to be able to recite the name of the trophy but they were just trying to cling to some kind of these teams don't have anyone to play as a real rivalry they put connecticut and central florida together to play for some rivalry trophy in the American conference about 10 years ago. And that lasted like about five years. Uh, there, there's some, some good ones out there. Yeah. I was just taking a look at this list. Uh, tell me if you heard of these, the old brass platoon between Indiana and Michigan state, with... the, the old Oaken bucket. Oh, is in, Indiana, Indiana Purdue. and oh, uh, yes. Purdue. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The victory bell in Southern Cal UCLA. The keg of nails between Cincinnati and Louisville. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that in my life. The Fremont Cannon between UNLV and Nevada. That's the first uh, one I haven't heard of. Yeah. Have you heard of the jeweled shill- – what is it? Shellag? Is this it? I don't even know how to say this. Between Southern Cal and Notre Dame. I, jeweled. Jeweled. You know. 
I consider that Shillelagh. I I don't know. I'm probably just completely. I consider that to be the premier cross sectional, (laughs) cross country rivalry in college football. But I had no idea for the dozens of Notre Dame USC games that I've watched. They don't mention this. There is a picture literally on this article. It comes from Bleacher Report of. Um, I think this is, I forget which, I think this is, I forget which Southern Cal quarterback this is, but he's holding it up after the game. So it is a real thing. Apparently it's a real thing. And then finally the Floyd of Rosedale, Iowa, Minnesota. Sure. Yes. That's, uh, yeah. So I don't know. This is apparently too, Mark. I don't know if you knew this. There is a trophy for the winner of the Alabama Auburn game. There's a trophy. Well, I, and it is, Let's see. It has to do with iron, correct? No, no, believe it no. or not. It's uh let's see. Um where is it? I had it last night. I was looking at this last night. Let's There's see. There's a connection there to the steel industry. I know that. In terms so of it the is the, the James Foy ODK trophy. So how about this? After the presentation, the losing schools SGA. I'm assuming that's I don't, I don't even know what that stands for. They have to sing the fight song of the other school when they present it to them. <laughs> the Man, James I, Foy ODK trophy. I've never heard of that in my life. I so. don't see this going on after the games. Obviously, we're watching on television, <laughs> but still, I, I don't right. I don't hear any. Yeah. Uh, now, wouldn't you want to win a turtle as a prize for winning a game? The Illibuck is Illibuck. the Illinois-Ohio State turtle. There's a turtle trophy. Wow. That goes back to like 1912. Hmm. The Illibuck. How many times has Illinois had it? I think that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, they haven't owned uh, it too many times. Yeah, that's probably why we've never heard of it. It's never really changed hands. Anyways, Mark, some fun off-season, truly off-season banter and conversation, uh, which obviously makes sense because we're basically in late June, the dog days of the off-season, if you will. But, but. We do have college football to discuss because, as you know, my friend, last week the SEC scheduling for 2024 was released with Texas and Oklahoma now being added to the league. Your just initial takeaways, and I know, Mark, again, we've talked about expansion in college football and the additions of Texas and OU and what it means. Did the scheduling that was released for 2024, did it make you like it more or less that the SEC has expanded to 16 teams. So they have veiled their system. There, There's a veil there. So we got more nuts and bolts out of the Big Ten the week before. I can get grasp exactly what the Big Ten system is. The, the, the SEC, and this could be a work of genius, made it a little bit more veiled. They, they gave us a list of bullet points that they are part of the approach, but they didn't, we can't, do what we've done for the last 30 years in the SEC. And we can, we don't need anyone to send us the schedule. We can, we know what the schedule is. South Carolina is playing everybody in the East. They play Texas A&M. They rotate against everybody else. There's their SEC schedule. We just need dates and times. The SEC delivered this in a very veiled way. And there's a few reasons I believe they're doing this. I still think that there's an internal fight about eight games or nine games. Mm. So the eight gamers won. But it's a very temporary win, it appears, is because they didn't come out and say, this is our system going forward. They said, here's our 24. And maybe the likes of ESPN is saying, 
still putting the pressure on to say, we want nine, we want nine, we want nine, uh, because we're going to get better games. But, you know, I, I think that the, the two big components here that they cited were, were protecting whatever they termed them. They're basically rivalries. All for that. You got to protect your big rivalries. And then secondly, we're looking for competitive balance. We're basically, it's almost an NFL model to a certain extent in that there's a component that is going to uh, guarantee a level of equity. Like nobody has a crazy difficult schedule and nobody has a crazy weak schedule. But there's also a component that says you are being judged based on your past performance and the better teams are going to get tougher schedules and the lesser teams are going to get lesser schedules. Uh, much like the NFL In the NFL, there are certain components that just dictate that you are going to play everyone in your division twice. You're going to play a rotation of a division in the other conference, but then the rest of it, the other half of the schedule roughly in the NFL is left up to the NFL scheduling committee to determine their little formula that, Hey, if you're a 12 and four new England team or now 13 and four, that keeps ripping off 13 and 14 wins. You're going to play a tougher schedule based on our formula as opposed to the bottom feeders. It's designed to create parity to a certain extent. So, um, but if they went fully with that, you know, Vandy would play the eight worst teams in the league every year because, you know, they mm. they said that they took into account, uh, they basically ranked all the teams in the SEC by winning percentage since 2012. And that was a large component of their schedule, but they guaranteed that they, everyone would play at least a certain amount of opponents in the top half of that list and also in the bottom half. So there's two components working there. One pulling toward, scheduling equity the other one waiting it toward the tougher teams getting the tougher schedules texas a&m by the way if jimbo fisher can't get this done in 2023 well shoot 2024 no georgia no alabama no tennessee uh lsu if you consider those the four best programs in the conference right now he doesn't have to face three of them uh, that's the lightest schedule I see in 2024. Yeah, I mean, again, you look at these schedules, and again, I, I agree with you, Texas A&M, I think, has the most manageable schedule, Mark. It's 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 strange to label it easy. I don't know that labeling yeah. it easy would be the right word. But I tell you who's got another manageable schedule, the South Carolina Gamecocks. I, I think Carolina, with with all things considered, when you think about who you play and who you don't, and it's a weird feeling, right, Mark, because there's no Georgia, there's no Florida, there's no Tennessee. That's the first time that's happened since 1991. But the Gamecocks 2024 slate looks like this. LSU, Ole Miss, Mizzou, A&M at home, Bama, Kentucky, Oklahoma, and Vandy on the road. And again, it's not an easy schedule by any means, but you trade Georgia for Alabama and Maybe I'll eat my words this time next summer, but I think anybody will take that trade based off the monster that Georgia has built. Um, you know, I think your home slate, pretty manageable. And you think about, so I, I look at this, Mark, you know, I, I think if they can figure out the quarterback position after Spencer Rattler leaves, the way you're recruiting on the line of scrimmage, the way they're recruiting as a whole, I could see 2020. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Before being sort of a jumping point for Shane Beamer's program, how do you view this schedule? Again, you already mentioned you think A&M is the most manageable. Would you agree, disagree that South Carolina is, is also, I think, one of the more manageable and that it's one they could maybe take advantage of? Yeah, I haven't lined up all the schedules in the conference top to bottom, but it certainly sounds like it. Um, yeah, nobody's got an easy schedule. When I say, if, if that came out of my mouth, easy schedule for Texas A&M, easy relative to the rest of the SEC. You take that schedule, you go play in the AZC or any anywhere. Go anywhere, it's a tough schedule. Uh, nobody would want to see Arkansas, South Carolina, LSU. Nobody would want to see that kind of lineup week in, week out. Um, yeah, South Carolina as is a pretty, you know, to, to kick off Tennessee and Georgia to get them off the schedule. And then Florida, certainly not looking too good in the moment, but long-term, they're, they're going to be fine. I don't, I guess the jury's still out on Billy Napier uh, recruiting pretty well right now toward the future. But uh, yeah, that that's a, that's a manageable schedule for the Gamecocks. I, I want to move switch gears a little bit, Mark, because this just dropped this morning via the Joel Klatt show. Uh, Nick Saban speaking again on the college ball playoff system. He had this to say, Quote, but do you really believe or do, but do you really get the best teams? When they told me that, that we would be favored against three out of the four teams they got in the playoff, I'm like, why aren't we in the playoffs? So Nick Saban is irked about the playoff system as a whole. What are your thoughts on Nick Saban's comments on the playoff? And just you know, this is not the first time that this has happened, right? He also says, quote, if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have parity. You have to have a better way of figuring out who has the best teams, not just because you lost two games in the last play of the game. I mean, does it sound like sour grapes to you? Like, like what? I just, what do you make of Nick Saban and just being so against the way things are right now in college football? 
Well, I do think that uh, to a certain extent, Nick Saban has earned a right to say more than anybody else in the sport. Mm-hmm. Be- and, and he has typically been measured, reasonable, all those things. Like he doesn't have a, who do I want to fill in the blank as, as just shooting off, uh, you know, from the hip. Uh, Jimbo's been somewhat like that. You know, he doesn't have a reputation for that. I, I don't have a huge issue with Nick Saban uh, the majority of the time. But the, the issue here is that he made that same claim, yes, uh, once the playoffs were determined and when he was when he was campaigning the night of the championship games, um, he, he did that as well. Can you imagine if if a writer stood up during an Alabama news conference and told Nick Saban, um, yeah, the Vegas odds are going to determine their point spreads are going to determine the college football play. I just can't believe that he's advocating that obviously he is because he's in a favorable position, but I can't in any such way fathom a world in which Nick Saban would rely on Vegas odds to determine playoff seedings. Like I get his point. There's two ways. You you basically have two camps when it comes to the playoff. You have the camp that says you got to earn your spot. Wins matter regardless of what conference you play in. You got to win the games. We're going to we're going to select based on championships and record. Then you got the camp that says, you know, Usher in the eyeball test. We know, regardless of what TCU does, Alabama's better than TCU. Just put them in. And we could go through the playoff years, and I think there's a number of examples of that. Um, the, the playoff committee tries to kind of slice it somewhere in between. Uh, and anyone in the S, it's just like the battles going on right now. You talk about the, the schedule release between all the SEC haters, because I hear from them on my show every day that say the SEC needs to play nine games because everybody else plays nine games and they're cowards and, you know, they're playing a bunch of cream puffs. Okay. Is that true? Well, yes, but let's put it into context. Yes, factually that's true, but just because the SEC or the SEC is playing eight games and, all these other conferences are playing nine doesn't mean you they're playing a tougher schedule in these other conferences because they're not. So the SEC number one has earned the right based on their postseason uh, track record, based on the the record of winning more non-conference games in the regular season than anybody else uh, to say, you know what, we're the best conference. If we want to decide to play eight games, then we're going to play eight games. Plus, again, it's the deal where you, you hate the, the game, not the player, because nobody's holding them. To There's no commissioner. There's no governing body that says you. So they act out, uh, they have complete autonomy to do whatever they want. So I hate that Notre Dame's not in a conference, but I don't blame Notre Dame. I blame the system. Mark, back to the 2024 schedule side of things. You look at some of the great matchups. Of course, the one that leads it off, Georgia, Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Tennessee, Oklahoma in Norman, uh, Texas, Texas A&M in College Station. Which uh, matchups stand out to you the most in the 2024 slate? Which ones excite you the most? 
Uh, I told an Oklahoma guy this the other day. For one thing, uh, I'm going to have to remind myself that these are SEC games. Like, I'm going to watch Oklahoma playing in Death Valley against LSU, and it's just going to seem like a non-conference game. I'm going to have mm -hmm. to keep reminding me. These are conference games. So uh, I think they're all phenomenal. From a tradition standpoint, Texas, Texas A&M getting back together, especially since there's so much bad blood between those two schools, two programs, that's going to be fun. But we're used to seeing that game. It's been a long time. It's been 10 years. Uh, but we're used to seeing those uniforms on the same field. Just seeing matchups that we have not seen uh, some at, in, in the history of college football, others for a long, long time. And, you know, I, I again, I am fascinated with seeing the level of competitiveness that Oklahoma and Texas are going to bring to the table. I think, you know, the the South Carolinas of the world are going to have either just so much fun saying, see, we told you, you went two and six in our league, you know, uh, because the, the old guard of the SEC, this happens in every conference. They're going to have fun bashing on the newcomers for a little while. You got to earn your stripes. We don't really consider you completely part of the league yet. You got to get knocked, slapped around a little bit first. Or if Oklahoma and Texas come in and say, you know, do better than expected and say, eh, it's really not that big a deal. Mark, been a fantastic conversation as always. Last thing before I get you out of here, just a, a fun topic of discussion and something I know we'll dive more into as we get closer to the season and, of course, into the season. South Carolina football, I feel like, Mark, every single year is just, you can almost bank on because we're getting into the time of summer where predictions are going to start rolling out, right? And I mean, you know Mark as well as I do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code program. Going chalk is not the move. College football is so unpredictable. And to your point, remind me, by the way, Mark, I think I saw you tweet it the other day. What was the statistic on the percentage or the number of teams that make a, what is it, three-win improvement, I believe? What is that number? Or decline. 27 or decline? out of 65 in the Power Five. 27 last year. Right. So there's a lot of change year to year 
in college football for a third of team. So that kind of brings me to this, that South Carolina is one of those teams that for better or for worse, win one they shouldn't, lose one they shouldn't, at least in the minds of South Carolina fans, it feels that way every year. And you look at the 2023 schedule, the three big road games, and I think the three games, dare I say, Mark, and you can disagree with me if you like, but I think you'll probably be the biggest underdogs on the season at Georgia, at Tennessee, and at Texas A&M. I think that'll probably be the three largest point spreads. A&M may be the wild card, depending on what they are, but I think most expect them to bounce back in a big way with Bobby Petrino as the OC, and they've just got too much talent to be what they were last year. My question to you, though, Mark, is this. At Georgia, at Tennessee, at A&M, of those three big road games, which would you right now say, I'm not asking you to pick an upset, but which of the three would you say is the most likely game that South Carolina pulls their their typical yearly surprise game and pulls the big upset? Which of those three do you think would be most likely? Uh, Texas A&M, because I've got a higher degree of confidence currently in Josh Heupel and what's going on in Tennessee. I know Hendon Hooker is a huge loss. Uh, we'll have to see if Joe Milton is the Joe Milton that he showed in the Orange Bowl. And I do, I do agree with you that Texas A&M, uh, Miami was a mess at five and seven. Texas A&M was a mess at five and seven, but A&M was a completely different five and seven. They were competing and losing one score games in the SEC. They're close to being a really good team, a nine and three kind of team. So, uh, but I would still say Texas A&M. Should be a lot of fun again. It, it's like, it feels like every year it's, uh, it, it, without fail, South Carolina. And again, I could ask you about what's the letdown game. I mean, it's take your pick, I guess, right? But see, some people would still label like Missouri as a letdown game. And I don't think that's fair. I mean, Mizzou might be favored on their home field. You look at their schedule and what they might be. They could be a top 25 team when you go to Como. Either way, though, it'll be a lot of fun. Like I said, Mark, we're getting into that time of year where predictions will start to roll out. I'm just, I think, what, two, I'm two and a half weeks away from locking in my predictions. So uh, and then we'll be off and running the 2023 season. But Mark, I appreciate you taking the time. As always, my friend, always a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, great to have you back, my friend. We'll do it again next week. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Appreciate it, Mark. Take care. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. 
For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.